Blog Talk Radio. Firefly Willows L.I.V.E. presents our live on-air call-in show. We're opening up the phone lines to our listeners for live on-air readings. Do you have a concern or is there a situation you'd like guidance with? Get your question ready and join us by calling one 646 716 5510 or by using the Skype button on the Firefly Willows LIVE show page at Blog Talk Radio after the show begins broadcasting. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us here today. This is actually a, a special show. It's the fifth Sunday of each month, which we don't have very often. Um, but when we do, we like to go ahead and offer yet another opportunity for you to call in and receive a reading live on the air, as we do actually every month on the fourth Sunday of each month. Um, my name is Hi C. I am one of the hosts here uh, on the Firefly Willows live channel. Uh, soon to be rebranded as the Soulbox channel, so I will just drop that little hint to you. Uh, I have a couple of shows, one on the second Sunday of each month called Revolution with High C, another that I co-host with Charlie Harrington, and that airs on the second Tuesday of each month called The Amethyst Oracle, Divination with a Queer Twist. You can find information about either of those on Facebook. Uh, just either go to facebook.com slash revolutionwithhighc or slash um, facebook.com slash the amethyst oracle. You can like the page, find out more information about it. Feel free to drop us a, a note, make a comment, ask a question, etc. And I'll also tell you that on each of those shows as well, there is a call-in segment. So you have uh, multiple times throughout the month where you have the opportunity to call in and receive a reading. Of course, I would invite you to check out all of the shows here on our channel. You can find uh, archives of all of the shows if you'd like to check them out here on uh, Blog Talk Radio, uh, just blogtalkradio.com slash Firefly Willows Live. Um, and you can listen to any of the, the previous shows there. We've just added a new show called Walk the Talk to Health and Well-Being with Dr. Dr. Glenna Calder. from. Uh, she's actually based in Canada. 
and I believe that's also co-hosted with Mildred Lynn McDonald, uh, a host of another uh, of a couple of shows uh, here, uh, Healing Conversations with Mildred Lynn, as well as Two Owls Having a Hoot that she co-hosts with Madonna. Um, and I would invite you to check those out, as well as Convergence with John Caracella, Evolve with Robin White Turtle Lisney, and we probably will see one or two more new shows added in the coming year as well. Uh, you can also find all of the shows uh, on iTunes. They're available there for listening, download, or you can subscribe as a podcast to them. If you just go to iTunes, uh, the store, just do a quick search either for Firefly Willows or for the name of one of the shows or one of the hosts. It'll pop right up and you can then enjoy for hours on end <laughs> uh, previous shows that we have had here. If you would like to find out more about me, uh, I offer private sessions in person if you're in the San Francisco Bay Area, as well as via FaceTime, Skype, or on the phone. So it doesn't really matter where you are geographically. Um, we can always do a reading or a session. And I offer tarot readings, which I also combine a bit of numerology, a little astrology, and a few other things that I pull in uh, to those. I also offer uh, consultations for rituals, as well as for magic and magical uh, actions and crafting magical uh, things. And magic really is just something that we are able to harness the natural world and the other energies around us in order to focus those into an intention that we might have to help move something along, to help uh, stimulate change, to help create the kind of future that we would want. Uh, so if you have questions about that or if you would like to set up a session, feel free to either email me HIC, H-I-C, at tarotbyhic.net, or you can visit my website, tarotbyhic.net, and you can find out more information about all of the services that I offer and also contact me to set up a reading. And if you would like, you can like my page on Facebook, which is just tarotbyhic. Just go to facebook.com slash tarotbyhic. It'll be right there. So there's all the housekeeping out of the way for the moment. Uh, I would encourage you, if you would like to get a reading today, to get into the queue. And in order to do that, you can connect in from the show page or you can call 646-716-5510. Either way, we'll get you into the queue and that way you will be there for uh, indicating to me that you are waiting to get a reading. So let's go ahead and go to our first caller, and this is going to be someone who is calling from area code 512. Are you there, caller in area code 512? I am. Hi. Hello. Welcome to the show. Uh, what's your name and where are you calling, where, where are you calling from and what? My name is Deborah, and I'm calling from Texas. From Texas. Well, welcome, Deborah. Um, what is it? Have you ever had a reading before? I have. All right. Excellent. So what is it that you would like for us to look at for you today? Um, my relationship with um, the person I'm seeing. And just so I refer to them correctly, is this a male or a female that you're in relationship with? A male. All right. So, <clears throat> uh, 
Um, I'm not, I don't have grave reservations about this relationship, which is a good thing. The cards aren't, you know, dire here. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. However, um, there's almost a sense that the relationship may feel kind of stalled or like it's spinning its wheels. And I wonder if actually you might feel more if you're spinning your wheels in the relationship, like you may have more um, connection to the relationship or be feel as if you are feeling or expressing more in the relationship um, compared to the other person. And that may start to get frustrating kind of wears on us it can make us start to feel a bit exhausted because it's like I keep trying and trying and trying but it doesn't seem to really move forward or go anywhere um and well first I'll ask so what would would that be an accurate way that you may be feeling in the relationship right now yes okay so one thing that this would suggest is that we can't take a very casual or relaxed approach anymore. Um, We have to, because the chariot card comes up reversed in the position, and reversed just means it's upside down. The chariot Uh card comes up reversed in the relationship position itself between the two Uh of you. So when that is reversed, it kind of says, Either nobody is in the driver's seat or there is a fear or a hesitance for anybody to actually get in the driver's seat and say, we're going to go this way to really kind of push things forward. And that's what is hindering the relationship because somebody needs to get in the driver's seat. It's like Uh if you wanted to drive from Texas to New York and you both go out to get in the car and then you get in the back seat because you both want to be chauffeured around, you're probably Uh not going to get very far. And that's kind of what this is saying here. We can't have two passengers in the relationship and then hope that the relationship is going to move forward. Somebody has to start being a little more proactive. Somebody has to be a little more of a driving force in the relationship in order to say, this is what I need. This is what we need. This is where we need to be going. This is what we need to be doing. So part of the chariot card says having a sense of a, destination or a goal. So it's time to come up with, doesn't have to be a plan per se, but it's just coming up with a sense of, okay, you know what? Here are some of the goals that I want us to have for this relationship. I would like for us to be doing this by three months from now, or I would like for our relationship to be here within six months or something like that. That's what needs to happen at this point. And Somebody's going to have to get into the driver's seat, probably more likely you, because the card that came up for the other person is the Six of Swords reversed. Uh And now, on the one hand, that could show us that this is someone who is going through a very turbulent period. Um, But also, when that card reverses, it says it's someone who can shut themselves off from other people because they don't want to actually ask for help or reach out for support in any way. Um, They either are, uh, there tends to be a mentality of either I have to figure it out myself or I'm going to just retreat until I can rather than thinking I'm going to reach out and ask somebody else to help me navigate through this. Um, Which can be a challenge in a relationship because that's really what we should be doing in a relationship uh, is 
feeling as if we can reach out to the other person and, and relying on the other person to help us when we need it and for us to be there when they need it. Um, but there there can be this tendency with the Six of Swords reversed to kind of shut down or shut the world out because they say, well, I've just got to deal with this and figure out what to do, but I'm not going to impose or reach out. And Six of Swords, you get into things like guilt or shame or a lot of stress or conflict. Reversal would probably be more internal conflict. You know, those kind of things are really stirred up in some way. And that could be something that somebody feels embarrassed about or someone feels uncomfortable revealing or sharing because they worry about being judged um, or that somehow they're going to appear weak or something like that. So the nice thing is the card that came up for you is the Ace of Cups. That tells us, A, that you have a great capacity for compassion, for understanding, for love. And it also encourages you to tap into that and to be particularly compassionate, particularly understanding, particularly supportive and loving. Um, if we're going to reach out to someone who is very hesitant or fearful of revealing those kind of things or is going through a very difficult thing, we don't want to push them per se, but we do need to at least get them moving forward. Otherwise, it'd be like somebody who gets stuck in their unhappiness and then they start to slip into depression and then it starts to get worse from there versus someone who is there to give them a little nudge and say, okay, let's not go there and just keep them from going a little too deep into the things without forcing them to start running at a sprint to try to deal with a situation when they may not be ready to do that. Hmm. Um, well, so tell me what that hmm is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can identify with a lot of that. Um I just said, you know, everything was like really great and then there was a disagreement about something and nothing has been the same since. Um, this person took a step back and when he came back, it was like everything was different. Um, that retreating, yes, he shuts out everybody or he shuts out me but none of his friends. So so part of that, especially with the reversal of the Six of Swords, and also with the Chariot card reversed um, next to it, mm-hmm. there is a sense that reversals can point to the past. So mm-hmm. one thing that this, without you even realizing it, one thing that this disagreement could have done is it triggered something from his past. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, when we do something and we don't know we did it, but somehow it pushes somebody's buttons. And mm-hmm. because they haven't worked through those buttons, they get triggered, but then either can't explain why they got triggered or they get overwhelmed by this wave of emotion from the past for what they experienced before and they project it onto the present. Mm-hmm. So this would suggest that there was something about this disagreement that was so reminiscent for him about a person or a situation from his past that he immediately shut down thinking, oh, I'm dealing with this kind of person again. Oh, I don't want to get caught up in this kind of a situation again. Oh, I know where this is going to go. 
because of what happened before. And right. of course, and it's, it's something so stupid too. That was what was so silly. Well, and that's uh, obvious. That that that's very generally when we when somebody's buttons get pushed, it seems like, wait a minute, all I did was ask if you could go get toilet paper, and that like set off mm-hmm. this big thing, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. But that's but that's because those triggers are those really sensitive spots that we haven't properly healed. And so think if we have like a sore that hasn't healed on our arm, even if we just gently touch it or brush it against something, we immediately flinch, you know, and it's like, well, wow, you you cut your arm there like four days ago and yet you still flinch. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's it's a similar kind of thing. Some emotional trigger was there and whatever it was, even if it seems so insignificant to us, it caused the flinch. Um, now, Part of the love, the, the the compassion and the understanding aspect of things says we can't, when we do discuss this with the person, we don't want to do it in a way that sounds as if we're minimizing what they're feeling because we think the situation was so insignificant. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we can fall into that trap where we say right. things, you know, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you got upset with that. I certainly didn't want to upset you. It was just such a stupid thing. But what the person hears is, oh, I guess I'm stupid for having a reaction to that. Right. Well, basically what happened was, this was something that happened in September, and it was kind of like we got back together, but nothing was talked about. It's kind of like it was just like, okay, so let's just move on and forget this ever happened, but nothing's been the same. And it's like he pulls me in, pushes me out, pulls me in, pushes me out, kind of, and it's weird. Like, and I don't know what to do. There's this part of me, my inner being that says run, and then my other part that cares so much that says stay. And I really don't know whether, what to do, because my internal is telling me two things and so things um, were yeah it's kind of like things were so good and now they're so weird right so one of the big factors that you said and is also shown by the cards because the justice card comes up next to the ace of swords and Mm -hmm. the justice card is in the position of what would be most helpful and the ace of swords is in what's the biggest obstacle challenge or fear at this time Mm -hmm. So Ace of Swords is about clear and direct and focused communication. So the fact that Uh it's in the position of the biggest obstacle or challenge goes right to what you said, which is he came back, we never talked about it, and we just kind of moved forward. You know, and that's part of the, the challenge, but also part of the issue here is that it hasn't been brought up for discussion. Now, Six of Swords reversed for him probably says he doesn't know how to talk about it or feels as if he would not be able to express himself in a way that would make sense to anybody but himself. Uh-huh. And the Justice card, think of the Justice card like being in court. Everybody gets a chance to present their side of the story. Uh-huh. So. One thing that the justice card may suggest is having a third party who is objective that can mediate for us that discussion, whether that's, you know, a a friend of both of you who is willing to play that role and can be objective, 
whether it's going to a counselor or if we have a spiritual uh, person that we go to and, and consult with. Because the justice card would be like saying, you know, we can't resolve this between the two of us. We need to go to court for that to be resolved. And so it's a similar kind of thing. We need to go to a third party just to help us be able to uh, sort through this or resolve this in some way. Mm. And that's where we see the Six of Swords reversed as well, is that hesitancy to reach out to have somebody else help navigate through turbulent waters. And when you think water uh-huh. is emotion, so it's navigating through a turbulent emotional time. Um, there's that hesitance, whether it's because there's a negative perception about doing that, whether it's because it's that ingrained societal thing that somehow, you know, a man isn't supposed to do that or whatever. Um, Uh So that would be because the five of wands comes up in the position of the short term, which is the next one to three months. And that's the, the five of wands is about hashing things out. It's about the willingness to engage in the struggle of something when there is a challenge to overcome rather than giving up or walking away. So it doesn't say to walk away right now. It Uh says let's allow a couple of months to see if we can find a way to start having the conversations that are necessary, even if a little uncomfortable, to perhaps reach out to someone in some way that could help to facilitate and mediate those conversations and see where it goes from there. Now, Two of Swords is reversed following that, meaning after the Five of Wands. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And when the Two of Swords reverses, it says we can't stay stuck in limbo where we are indecisive forever. So five of wands is in the short term, which for me is the next one to three months. If we want to just push that to the maximum, we say we're going to give this three months. We're going to try to present the options and opportunities for us to have those discussions. We can try to have those between ourselves. If that doesn't feel like it's really working, perhaps I can suggest we reach out to someone to be that objective third party to help us navigate through some of those conversations. And then if we see progress in that way over the next couple of months, then this would say it, in essence, is a relationship that continues to be something worth fighting for or striving for. If we don't see the willingness to try to hash things out and to engage in that struggle, quote unquote, to move the relationship forward in a healthy way, because just not talking about something and moving on is not really moving a relationship forward. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's how this person deals with it. (laughs) Right. So this is an opportunity for this person to either show they're willing to make the attempt to operate differently because they are as invested in this relationship as you and willing to put in as much effort in the relationship as you, or it's our opportunity to see that they aren't willing to do that, and it's now perhaps time for me to move on to find someone else who is willing to engage in a relationship dynamic like that. Um, and that's that two of swords reversed. It says we have to make a decision um, rather than just let this linger, 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 linger in indecisive mode, which is kind of what you described. You know, I'm of two minds, or I it could go this way or this way, you know, that kind of thing. But the Mm -hmm. Five of Wands being there in the short term says, let's allow for the hashing out process and see if there is a willingness for everybody to come to the table 
and engage in the process over the next couple of months. And mm-hmm. that will make the decision easier, actually, for you. Um, because if you don't see that from the other person, even though you're putting in the effort or trying to create situations and opportunities and environments where that can happen, then we have a pretty clear indication of this person perhaps is not ready for the kind of relationship that I am ready for. <laughs> so mm-hmm. maybe I need to move on to find someone else who is. Right. Hmm. Wish there was a magic card to say whether it was or not. <laughs> well, but but it's not so much that. It's about, because these cards would come up this way saying there is still either, you could say, hope or there is still possibility, mm-hmm. uh, you know, right. for this to happen. It's just whether everyone involved is going to be willing to engage in the process. And that's the key mm-hmm. to a healthy relationship that grows and evolves. This Correct. is your opportunity oh. to really kind of put that to the test. Not that we're putting him to the test, but we're just kind of putting it to the test to see are both people in this relationship at the same place, ready for the same thing, looking for the same thing, and kind of it could say maturity level, but it's just uh, saying are we both in this relationship in the same way, looking for and willing to um, contribute to in the same way? Or are we at different levels and therefore I need to find somebody that's more at the level that I'm ready for in a relationship rather than looking at the other person as bad or trying to force them to our level, which isn't really going to work. Right. Uh, this is just giving them the opportunity to come to the table and say, yes, I am willing to strive for or reach for uh, being at the same level. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it, it, to me, it, it, it actually answers the question you're looking for that magic card for because mm-hmm. it just says it. let's give it the opportunity especially giving the other person the opportunity, because that will make it very clear. And mm-hmm. we won't have that sense of confusion or, or wondering whether we should or shouldn't stay in it or that kind of thing. Right. You know, it's like sometimes the actions make me think that, you know, he's pushing me away, and then he'll do something to make me feel like he's not. And but. But that that shows us that it's more him projecting onto you and the relationship, the the mm-hmm. the deeper situations from the past that he hasn't really completely healed or worked through within himself, and so yeah. it's like in, instead of having to go there, I'm going to react outward, so that mm-hmm. I can avoid dealing with those things that are going on inside. Right. And and by engaging in the conversation and and perhaps finding a third party that helps to facilitate that conversation and process can help him to start seeing and working through some of those internal things and stop taking it out on the person or the world around him instead of, oh, I need to sort through this. Yeah, I would be surprised if that would happen. He's a pretty private person. Um, well, th- what what these cards are saying, we're going to give him the chance. It's kind of like saying, okay. think of the five wands like a brainstorming session, and we say, okay, we're going to send out an email to everybody. We're going to tell them at mm-hmm. 10 o'clock in conference room three, anybody mm-hmm. that shows up to the table there gets to be part of the conversation and gets to have input into how we're going to do this, what this project is going to look like, and, and have a role in making that happen. 
We show mm-hmm. up to the table at 10 o'clock in conference room three, and mm-hmm. then we see who else shows up. If they decide not to take advantage of that opportunity, that's the choice they've made. We have clear indication, and we can now move forward making our decisions accordingly. Mm-hmm. But at least, at least we have given them the chance and made sure they had all of the information and had every opportunity to show up. And that's all that these are really asking at this point. We're going to Mm -hmm. give him the chance to see that you're willing to invest and engage in that process. We will see if he is willing to do that. And if so, great. And if not, in a sense, great, because that just makes your decision more clear and a little easier to say, okay, I know what I need to do, and then Mm -hmm. you can do it. But we just want to give that opportunity before right. making our final decision. Okay. That makes sense. All right. Any other questions well, for that? No. Thank you. I appreciate right. it. You're more than welcome. Thanks for okay. taking the time to call in today. Thank you. Blessings. You too. Thank and you. enjoy the Bye. rest of your Sunday. Bye-bye. You too. Thank you. Bye. All right. Bye. All right. So we're going to take a quick break here at the half hour mark. And when we come back, I'm going to go to a caller from area code 863. So if you're listening in area code 863, be prepared. You will be the next one that we will go to. If you would like to get into the queue for a reading, you can connect in from the show page or you can call 646 646- Seven one six five five one zero. in order to do so. My name is Hi C, and we will be right back.
You are listening to LIVE On Air Readings with your Firefly Willows LIVE hosts on Firefly Willows LIVE. Find out more at fireflywillows.com. Enjoy the show. And welcome back. This is our monthly call-in show where you have a chance to call in and receive a reading live on the air. You can get into the queue by connecting in from the show page or you can call 646-716-5510. We offer this opportunity every fourth Sunday of each month as well as on these special fifth Sundays when they come up. Uh, and also during a couple of the other shows. My name is Hi C. I'm the host of a couple of shows here, one called Revolution with Hi C, the other called the Amethyst Oracle Divination with a Queer Twist. Both of those also have a call-in segment, so there are multiple times throughout the month where we offer you the opportunity to receive readings here during our shows. Uh, you can also check out those shows as well as any of the other shows in the archives here on Blog Talk Radio, or you can go onto iTunes and you can find them there for your listening, downloading, or subscribing as a podcast pleasure. So we're going to go ahead and go to our next caller, and this is someone who is calling from area code 863. Are you there, caller? Yes, I'm here. Hi. Hello. What's your name and where are you calling from? <laughs> this is Julia, and I'm calling from 74 degrees, beautiful, sunny day in Florida. Well, hello, Julia, and thank <laughs> you for making us all envious. Even here in California, it is like freezing, freezing gold. And wow. Like, oh, if only it could be 74. <laughs> Let people well, never say nice. that. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I would just say, let people never say that California does not have seasons. We very definitely have seasons, people. <laughs> yeah, well, same here. It's just, you know, it's different because if you live here, you definitely notice the change in the temperature from, you know, into the winter months. But if you come from up north and come down here, you know, everybody's like, oh, let's put on our shorts and go to the beach. And everybody right. who lives here is like, what? <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> you know, they're... So. Uh, anyway... I thought I would call and just get a check-in, kind of see what's coming up around me. And, you know, we're finishing up this year, and I'm looking forward to next year. So I'm getting a a (laughs) check-up. Okay. Uh, What's the day and month of your birth? September 16th. All right. So let's see. So I use that to calculate because I tend to think of years more birthday to birthday. I'm not really overly concerned with our calendar years because that's kind of (laughs) random. Um, Yeah. So uh, using the birth date to calculate um, uh, a year number and a year card gives us a nice umbrella energy for the year that we're working under, working with, can be the primary focus or lesson um, that this year may be about. So for you, you in September, you entered into a six year. And six is a number of respite. Six is a number of faith. And so think of six as a number of catching our breath. 
So this is a year where we're not so much focused on action, 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 and making things happen. We're more, it's kind of like the, the ebb and flow of tides. It says, okay, if, if I've been doing this for a while active-wise, then I'm going to take a step back and I'm going to allow myself to just take a break, to catch my breath, to relax, so that I am refreshed and recharged for when the next tide of action comes. So really pay attention this year. If you ever find yourself feeling exhausted or that you've pushed yourself a little far or feeling like you're running on fumes, this could include even on a daily basis where you recognize, oh my gosh, I haven't eaten in eight hours and you know we're feeling less than focused or we're feeling run down. All of these things are extremely important to pay attention to because like if we take the daily thing with the eating, it would say that we may have a greater propensity for uh, getting sick and whether that's just getting a cold or something more. But, you know, it, it weakens our immune system if we're not eating throughout the day, et cetera. And so those are extremely important facets to be thinking about during this year. Um, okay. It's also a year, the faith aspect says when when the winds shift and perhaps start to blow us down a slightly different course, that we, re, we relax into that and we trust that. Um, so think of it like being on a sailboat and the wind has died down. One thing that the six says is instead of immediately trying to paddle or turn on the engine to keep going... Let's just go up on the top of the sailboat and lay out and enjoy the sun. A wind will come. So there's part of that faith. We know that a wind will come. We don't have to try to force it or keep doing or acting in, a, in some way just for the sake of action. Two, if the wind comes and now we were, say, it was blowing us in an easterly direction and now the wind comes and it's now blowing us in a southeasterly direction, instead of trying to fix or adjust course, Let's have faith that we need to go in a southeasterly direction and just do that. So just kind of go with where the winds seem to blow us or where the curves in the road seem to take us rather than trying to force staying on a particular course we think should be the right one. Um, part of that goes to the card as well because the, traditionally the card for the six would be the lover's card. And that is a card not so much about romantic love as it is about union. So it's about things that have been in disharmony. It's seeking a way to bring them into harmonious coexistence, which doesn't mean, you know, I don't have to have my neighbor over every day for dinner in order for us to live in harmonious coexistence. But it does mean that I... Uh, you know, engage in conversation with them at, from time to time, uh, that if if there is, you know, if there's a tree branch that looks like it's falling off of their tree, but it's going to fall into my yard, we find a way to deal with that. So it's this idea of looking at where is their disharmony and how can I bring harmonious coexistence meaning I don't have to resolve the situation in a way that says everybody has to get along all the time. If it was a family situation, it may be that there's a disagreement. Well, harmonious coexistence may mean I have a party at my house, but I make sure that 
certain people are invited and certain people aren't, but I make sure I have another party where I do invite the other people, or at least I just don't tell them that, about this party <laughs> so that they don't get all upset feeling <laughs> they weren't invited. Um, it's making sure I'm just, because I don't need to create an environment where I already know drama or tension will uh, arise. Uh, and that's part of the harmonious coexistence. So, you know, if I know bringing those people together is going to create a problem, then instead I'm going to make sure I go visit each of them at their house individually so that that doesn't become a problem. Um, the lover's card is also about choices. So this is a year where we may be faced with significant choices, especially in terms of what to do next or what direction to go next. One way to think about it the numbers go 1 through 9 or 1 through 10, depending on how you approach numerology. Um, so the lover's card being the 6 says, what I'm choosing, the choices I make during this year, are going to set the tone or the direction for whatever I'm choosing around for the next 3 to 4 years. So is that what I would want for the next 3 to 4 years? And that makes it pretty easy to know which response or which choice we want to make. <laughs> um, if we're unhappy in our job and we're saying, yeah, but it's just so hard to find another job or I just want to go through the process, I'm, you know, I'm sure this will just be fine. If you said, okay, and so you would be perfectly happy being in this job and putting up with what you're putting up with now for the next three or four years, most people would probably be like, well, I don't know if I want to put up with it for that long. That tells us then this is the time to make the choice. The nice thing is it's a year. It's not like we have to do it in a day. So we have the year in order to figure out the best way to go about that, but we want to make those choices within this year. Um, and you know, and along with that, if you think of being at like a fork in the road, the lover's card says we can choose to go down the familiar path or we can challenge ourselves to go down the path that we know is probably the right one or the better one for us. It's just that we don't know where it might take us, which goes back to our faith idea. It may have, it's like going down a, freshly paved road versus a dirty, bumpy road. The dirty, bumpy road actually is ultimately the direction that we want to go because that's going to be part of our growth or progress or evolution or that kind of thing. Um, but a lot of people fear that because they don't know what the destination is going to be and they don't want to go down a direction until they know where it's going to end up. And this is a year where we have the faith to make a choice or to go down a direction that we don't know exactly how or where it's going to end up. We just know in our gut, this is the right choice, this is the right thing, this is the right direction for us to go at this time. Okay. And That's I will say that... Because, oh, I'm sorry, go, ahead. go ahead. No, 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 no go ahead. I, I was just going to say it's interesting that I'm in that the six again because that's actually my, my birthday, you know, 1961 is the year I was born with... Uh. I guess it's a six, so it's interesting that I'm kind of coming around full circle here. So, well, well, let's see. So, if that's, I mean, if that's your birth number, so it was September. Yeah, so it's sept. Well, same thing. So it's September sixteenth, nineteen sixty-one. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So that would be. 25, 86, 10, 18, 24. Yeah, so that's right. So yes, your your life path number is a six. That just shows us that this is a particularly um, important year for 
making choices that are significant to your life path overall. So you would think about, okay, here's here's my opportunity to make a choice or to make a change or to go a direction um, that is similar to this other point in my life when I made a big choice or I chose the, the, the less well-trodden path and just trusted it would take me to where I need to go rather than knowing where it was going to end up. So, one, you can look back on those instances and say, ah, you know, I mean, if you wanted to cal- do the calculations, you can actually do the calculations to literally find the six years in the past as well. And then you could think, oh, okay, so, you know, uh, what would be another six year? I don't even know. Um, uh, well, if we did 25 and 9. 34, no, 25 and 4, yeah, so maybe, so 2004, because that would be 25 and 4, be 29, 9, 11, no, that's not right. That's okay, I mean, I can, you know, try yeah, figuring, I just, figuring it out. Do you know how to do the calculation? I'll figure it out. <laughs> well, it's very it's very easy. You just do the month plus the day plus the year. So like for the one that we did to get for this year, it was 9 plus 16, which is 25. 25 plus 2015 is uh, 2040. And then you add those across. 2 plus 0 plus 4 plus 0 equals 6. Okay. And it's the same for your year number. 9 and 16 is 25. 25 and 1961 is 1986. So then if you add those across, it actually goes to 24. But what you're wanting to do is you want a number between 1 and 10. If you get an 11 or 22, those are master numbers. I mean, those are a special aspect of numbers, but you could still break it down. Um, So 1986, for example, 1 plus 9 is 10, plus 8 is 18, plus 6 is 24, and then 24 is 2 plus 4, which equals 6. Because okay. strict numerology works with single digits, one through nine. Um, okay. So that's what you're ultimately breaking down to. So if you go back to different years and you do that calculation, then you can um, uh, you can find what other years were. And, and what you're really thinking of them, like if, if let's say it was 2004, even though it's not really, but let's say it was 2004, you're not really thinking about the calendar year of 2004. It's what age did you turn on September 16th of 2004? And then you think of it that way. When I was, you know, 42 or when I was 23, that's the way you want to think of it. Um, Okay. So, but those would be clues to say, okay, what was happening during those particular years that may be reminiscent of or may help to inform what's going on in this year? Or it can be a continuation of something. It's just we're making choices to now shift the direction once again, you know, that kind of thing. Um, Because one other thing that you really want to pay attention to during a sixth year and a lover's year is synchronicity. So there will probably be a lot of finding ourselves in the right place at the right time kind of things that happened during this year. And the difference between coincidence and synchronicity is that coincidence is a funny anecdote to tell. It seems random. 
Synchronicity is taking action on a coincidence. So you tell me that you want to now be a nurse, but you have no idea what program to study or what school would be good. And then you call me tomorrow and you're like, you'll never believe what happened. I was standing in line at the coffee shop, struck up a conversation with the person behind me. Lo and behold, last December, they they graduated from a nursing program. And I would say, well, that's great. There's our coincidence. But the synchronicity would say, especially during this year, and I hope that you wrote down the name of the school or the name of the program they went to and that you are going to look into that. Because that would be the universe saying, this is the year especially where we're going to make sure you cross paths with who and what you need at the right time. It's up to you as to whether you're paying attention, that you're listening, and that you're taking action on what it is that occurs as a result of that crossing of paths. Cool. Okay. Well, yes, but that's that's a very important thing to do. And if we're that's that's part of the reason why a six year is about catching our breath or taking a break. If we're constantly go, go, going, if we're constantly talk, talk, talking, if we're constantly paddle, paddle, paddling, (laughs) then we are much more likely to miss because it gets drowned out. We rushed by and it was a blur and so we didn't quite catch it. You know, we we rushed in to grab our coffee and rushed out, which means we didn't actually stop long enough to strike up a conversation with that person, which means we missed out on the information. So make this year where you slow down a bit, where you don't ever feel in a rush and that you always take a moment You know, even if it's like I go in to get the coffee and then I just stop for a moment to feel the heat in my hands of that cup, to take a breath, to breathe in the scent and the aroma of the coffee, to take a look around, and then I start moving again. Because it's nothing else that at least gives us the time for that synchronistic aspect to happen. So the cards that came up is because now we want to think about, okay, so where are we now? How do we, you know, what does right now look like? How am I accessing or how do I work with that energy in this moment? Um, The first card that came up, which I think is also a little humor from the Tarot, is the Six of Cups. (laughs) Uh, um, This goes right to, and this is one of the reasons why I actually brought this up, even though I hadn't said what the card was here first. Um, Six of Cups is a card that represents nostalgia and childhood. So it can represent looking back to a time when we were happy, a time when we were successful, you know, a time when we felt everything was going well, whatever, because that has something to offer or reveal to us regarding the present. It's not about recapturing and recreating the past. It's just saying there was something about that, and I can look at the qualities or the reasons why that was such a happy time, successful time, you know, whatever, and I can apply those qualities to now to understand what choices to make. You know, so if somebody was saying, I'm not happy in my job, I'm just not quite sure what job to change to. One thing that could help the choice is to look back and say, well, let me look back. So when was I happy in the job that I had? And if I looked back and that was, say, eight years ago, what job, what was the environment of the company? What kind of work was I doing? Why did I like that job or feel so happy in that job? Was it creatively challenging? You know, was it because I was working with people I really liked and got along with? 
Was I able to work autonomously rather than feeling constrained to working in a group situation? Whatever it is, we would look back and understand those qualities so that today we would be able to say, ah, so if I was happy in that and those are the reasons why, now I have a better sense of how to go about looking for another job that might make me happy now based on those qualities and criteria. Okay. That makes does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's very cool to, you know, have that reference. And a lot of times people miss that reference because they just think about how do I recapture that rather than seeing it as a, a combination of qualities and criteria that they can simply use to something new. Um rather than it just being the same thing. Because uh, it may be a different kind of job, it may be a different kind of industry, you know, whatever. It's just we understand the qualities we're looking for. So the card for what would be most helpful at this time is the reversed Knight of Cups. And one thing that that says is one of the things you need to work on, <laughs> and this goes right to what that six is about, is... Um, the the Knight of Cups can be a card of trust. And whether it's trusting other people or it can also mean we just don't trust our own intuition, our own instinct, we don't, uh, or we've lost sight of or become disconnected from our hopes, wishes, and dreams, so we've stopped trying for those. Yes. This, this is encouraging us. And this is where I think, you know, people get stuck in that nostalgia uh, trap. Because they think, you know, I'm never going to have a job like that again. I'm never going to have a relationship like that again. And what they're losing sight of is it's true. You may never have that relationship again with that person. However, it doesn't mean that we can't understand why we were so happy in that relationship and what we can now look for or try to create for ourselves that brings back some of those aspects and qualities. And and that's the not losing hope, not giving up on our hopes, wishes, and dreams versus saying they do evolve, they do morph, they do change, and I can use the past to understand how to move forward. But if I just compare the present or the future to the past and always think the because Six of Cups, the danger with the Six of Cups is that we start to see the past through like Vaseline on the lens. Yeah. And golden light, you know, the further away it gets, yes. the better it was, <laughs> more, mytholo- the more mythological yeah. it was, and if only it could be like it used to be. But that's doing a disservice to the present, and it's also doing a disservice to the future. So if we can let go of that over-romanticization, um, I'm impressed I got that word out, um, <laughs> then then we can actually say we don't have to give up some of those hopes and dreams that we had. We just see that they may uh, manifest themselves differently rather than we keep looking for the same. And then it never comes or it's always compared to and then it never lives up to what we're comparing it to. So Ace of Swords is reversed here as well. And this is about, you know, the challenge, because it's in the position of the challenge, the reversal of this card. For me, what I would see with the challenge here is 
this goes back to my sailboat analogy. We don't always have to have a plan that is clear-cut and laid out because things change. Things don't always go according to plan. And if we can recognize that that's okay, then we can be a little more adaptable and flexible and open to what may come rather than feeling as if we've got to try to force everything to stay on track and stick to the plan that we had. And again, we can see the nostalgia trap. Because if we look back and said, well, you know, when I got into this career, this is really where I wanted to go. This is really what I wanted to do. And it didn't really turn out that way. It's too late now for me to really change that. You know, we start to have our own little pity party. <laughs> um but if we can accept, well, no, it didn't go according to plan. However, I've had amazing experiences or it's got me to this point. But it also says, I've still got a future ahead of me, so let me say where that can go as well. But that goes to our lover's card of the being at the V, the fork in the road. It says, and it probably means this year I'm going to have to make some sort of choice to do something differently, to go in a slightly different direction, even if it's a little challenging or I don't know where it might take me. I just know it's the right direction to go, and we will see where we end up. And that's the challenge of the Ace of Swords reversed, is the acceptance of that. It's like pulling off the road, turning off the GPS, and just going down a road and seeing where it takes you, rather than needing to know exactly where it's going to go, how you're going to get there, and what the shortest and fastest route is. Yes. I see where that's a challenge, because I'm a Virgo, and I, I'm all about the plans, the details, knowing, uh, you know, when we're leaving, yeah. you know, ETA, yeah. all that stuff, what route. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so, the, so the, love, the lover's card, which is both your life card as well as your current year card, is the card of Gemini. And Geminis and Virgos can be challenged with each other. <laughs> <laughs> because Virgos are perfectionists and they want to stay on track and they want to make sure all of the details are attended to. And Geminis will be like, oh yeah, I started to do that, but then I got distracted and I started to do this, which will drive a Virgo crazy. Uh, and then, um, and and so we want a little more whimsy in our approach to life. Yes. We want to not worry <laughs> about <laughs> yes, to not worry about the every detail being perfect versus if we can look at it in the the big picture as the whole and say, "Wow, this was amazing, even if every little detail wasn't perfect, because usually the details that we think aren't perfect are the ones nobody's going to notice anyway, but we're convinced that's going to be the downfall for us. Yeah. Oh, you know, if I don't have the cleaner come in and scrub that one corner over there 17 times, undoubtedly somebody's going to come to the party and the first thing they're going to come up to me and say, what happened in that corner? It's so dirty. <laughs> yeah. And yet, yeah. what will probably happen is nobody will notice, yeah. let alone say anything. Everybody will have a good time, and all you'll think is, I don't know how you had a good time because that corner over there was so dirty, and I just, I, even though you didn't notice it, I'm surprised to just make everybody have a bad time just because. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, and what? So Darn if we it. think of Gemini, right? I hate that so, part of being a Virgo. <laughs> so if yeah, we think of, if, but the nice thing is, it says Virgo says anything we set our mind to, we can do. We're going to accomplish, and we're going to do it really well. 
So we don't have to be afraid about going down a road that we don't quite know how it's going to end up because we know no matter what, we're going to end up doing that road well. Um, and, you know, Gemini, the lover's card being Gemini, says this is a year where we give ourselves permission to change our mind and to make a different choice. Even if we haven't completed something, we can change our mind, which I know is anathema to a Virgo. Because <laughs> a Virgo would be like, no, this has to be done, and it has to be seen through to the end, and it has to be perfect, and then I can see if I'll do something else. And this is a year where... It, change our mind. <laughs> and, well, and this, so, so this goes to the synchronicity idea, because the Virgo would be a little stuck. Any earth sign, they get a little stubborn, they get a little stuck. So the synchronicity event would happen and offer an opportunity. The Virgo nature would kick in and say, oh, that sounds really great. I will come back to that and I will consider that once I finish this over here. But the lover's card as a year card says, go ahead and change course now. Hmm. You don't have to get to the end where you were going before you now come back and hope you can remember where that change in the road was and go down it again because it may not be there later. Yes, I've been really aware of that. If you don't do it now, the opportunity is gone. Right. And wow, so I'm so aware of that right now. So thank you. You just <laughs> she yeah. just brought that home that that's been something I've been pondering a lot lately. And that's what synchronicity really says is right timing. Right timing isn't always our timing. Right timing says things come along at the right time, even if it's an unexpected time for us or an inconvenient time for us or a time when we did not have that exactly scheduled the way it would happen (laughs) for us. And especially during this year, we want to choose to trust the right timing and adjust course accordingly rather than trying to force things to stay on our timing. Mm. Okay. (laughs) So what I did from there is I went ahead and pulled four cards just to look at the next four months because that takes us through the first quarter of 2016, so December, January, February, March. It also takes us up to the beginning of spring because that's kind of the beginning of a new cycle. Um, So for December, we have the Justice card, which says December is really about uh, paying attention to where there is a feeling of imbalance in ourselves or in our lives in some way and seeing how we can go about reestablishing order and balance to those things or to those areas. Um, it also probably means if we think back when I was talking about um, the six and the lover's card being about um, that harmonious coexistence and dealing with reconciliation and understanding, the justice card would say this is a month to pay attention to where there is unfairness or injustice that is happening or taking place and what can be done on an objective level which sometimes means not necessarily what I would want, but is the right thing to do. So that we can, that's part of reestablishing order and balance. 
because, interestingly, January, the card that came up, is the lover's card. Oh, wow. <laughs> now, here's That's where I will wild. say... <laughs> one one way of thinking about year cards going from birthday to birthday and also thinking of them in terms of uh, the calendar year. Mm-hmm. The calendar year can represent more of the external expression of those. So when when the calendar year kicks in, we start to really see the external expression aspect. So the lover's card would say January really kicks off Probably, one, I would pay attention to any sort of synchronicities, right timings, etc. that happen during January because those are going to be extremely key to revealing what the right choices are at this point, what the right directions are to go right now, and for you to be as open as possible as a Virgo (laughs) to the fact that those choices and those directions may not line up with where you thought you were going or what the timing was that you thought something would be, but to accept what they're revealing and to go with them. So January is going to be extremely key for that. So a lot of the big lessons, choices, and aspects of what this year number and year card are about for you are going to strongly reveal themselves in January. So be extra conscientious and pay extra attention. February, with the reversed magician card coming up. Now, one, the the magician card is the number one. Um, The major arcana, the first 22 cards of the deck, represent major phases and cycles of our lives. Uh, The magician card is the beginning of one of those phases or cycles. The reversal of it really goes back to that idea of catching our breath. Just because we become aware of the choices and the directions during January doesn't mean we have to immediately hit the ground running and make them all happen at once. Because the magician card is reversed. Magician is about coming up with a vision that is very clear or or very well. It's an intention that is very clear for what we're trying to manifest. And the reversal of it says we haven't quite fully formed or clarified what that is. So let's take our time and come up with that before initiating. The reversal of the magician card can say there is an element, a resource, a tool that may be lacking or missing. Therefore, trying to start now, we may do ourselves a disservice. Be like trying to drive from Texas to New York and... Uh, not filling up the gas tank before we start and then wondering why we only got as far as the border of Texas. <laughs> um, so it's 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 taking time to look at what are all of the elements, resources, and tools that would be necessary for this choice or this direction, what may be lacking or missing, and what do I need to do to bring that in before initiating. So February is not a, a very good time for kicking off or for starting or initiating things for you. Um, You also want to be careful with the magician card, especially reversed, because the reversal can indicate uh, someone who may be trying to control or manipulate a situation or someone who's playing a game of smoke and mirrors. On the one hand, we want to pay attention to, are we doing that for ourselves? 
Are we trying to manipulate information in order for it to fit the way we want it to fit in the narrative we want to follow? Or are we looking at it objectively? We also want to pay attention to whether we're being... And, and manipulation and control and coercion, you know, isn't necessarily because somebody has malicious intent out for us. But one thing you'd want to say here is, am I falling prey to someone else's, are they convincing me of their vision? Or are they convincing me as to why I should do something? It's like, like for me, the reverse magician is like the used car salesperson. You know, they they are able to talk you into something, even though you not it's you know it's not in your best interest. But you you somehow give them the power to convince you. <laughs> so now you've ended up with a car you didn't want, or you know a payment that's higher than you were comfortable being able to pay. Um, but they talked you into it because, oh, yeah, but you'll pay it off in 15 months instead of 30 months. So if you just do the higher one, you know, you'll you'll be done with it faster. It's like, yeah, okay, great. But now I'm not going to have enough for rent every month and pay this car payment. But I let myself get talked into it and dazzled into it. Um, or things aren't quite what they appear. I mean, they talk you into buying that car, but then you get it off the lot and you realize, oh, wait, they didn't tell me about this. <laughs> um, so be very cautious and conscientious about that in February, um, whether you're doing it to yourself or falling prey to somebody else dazzling and convincing you into something. Uh, and also just know February is not really a good month for starting something, initiating something, and that kind of thing. And then March is the Seven of Swords. This is where we would see the, the, these two working together, the reverse magician followed by the Seven of Swords. Because Seven of Swords can be a card about deception or um, dishonesty and lies and people getting away with things. Um, so this is just a very um, important two months to be on your guard, to not say yes to anything right away, to uh, double-check information to get a second opinion to do additional research and not just rely on either one person's information or research or not just to rely on somebody's word about some about something um, which probably means I went ahead and looked forward because <laughs> I was like well where does this go uh, I hope it starts getting better <laughs> Well, it, it does, but April is the Eight of Cups. So April is uh, so Eight of Cups is a card about emotionally letting go and moving on from something or letting go of something. Um, so it seems as if this uh, February, March, April time frame is about having some realities come to the forefront or things being revealed that either we weren't aware of or that people were actively trying to hide or misrepresent. And it will then cause us to realize it's time for us to let go and walk away from this. This goes back to that harmonious coexistence. We can't resolve or fix everything. And sometimes the best solution is to walk away in order to maintain the harmony, even if it's just the harmony within ourselves, rather than to try to constantly force something to work which means we're always in a state of agitation or stress when we're around it. And I think that this 
March, uh, February, March, April timeframe is going to be one of those instances where there is something that we start to see it for what it is and we recognize there's no way to fix or resolve that in any sort of acceptable or harmonious way and therefore we have to step away from it and move on rather than stay in it any longer and think somehow if I give it time it'll get better or there's something else I can do to try to fix this. Okay, I'm sorry. The neighbor came out and started talking to me at the same time you were talking. I'll have to hear that again on the archives. Well, just just know that that. uh, February, March, April is probably when there's going to be realization that something is not the way it's been presented or something isn't living up to its promise or there's really no fix or resolution to it other than to say it's time for me to step away from this rather than to wait out any longer thinking it's going to get better or resolve itself if I just give it time or that maybe this isn't really how somebody or something is versus no, the true colors are starting to be revealed and we need to accept that and work with that. If we do that, we move into May with the Nine of Wands reversed, which in a sense is nice because Nine of Wands can be about exhaustion. And the reversal of the Nine of Wands says, I'm no longer putting energy into something that felt draining, which means I get to recover, (laughs) I get to recharge, and I get to start putting that energy towards something far more stimulating, far more satisfying, far more energizing, um, that rather than feeling as if it's going into something that just drains me. Because then in June comes the Ace of Wands. And so here's where we see a key time for starting something or initiating something. So in the first couple of... So in January, for example, if there are things where we're making choices or there are directions we're thinking of going where it says, maybe it's time for me to go this direction. Maybe it's time for me to start doing this. That's fine. That's probably very key to realizations that we need to have in January. But we don't have to be in a rush to make them start right away. I would say wait until June to actually initiate them because that Ace of Wands is going to be really much more indicative of the time to go full force into something and to really start something uh, new. Wow, I'm which, glad that there which, was some good stuff finally But it also makes sense to have that there because if, if the reverse magician, so if the February, March, April, reverse magician, seven of swords, eight of cups combination for those three months, if that really says we're becoming aware of something that is not right for us, that is not how it was presented or whatever, and that we need to let go of or to walk away from in some way, Eight of Cups ultimately actually is a very positive card because it says there's something better waiting for us, but we have to be willing to move towards it rather than waiting for it to come to us. This is a key theme that just kicked off because we're in what's called a Neptune square Saturn period um, that really kind of went full force as of Thanksgiving Day, November 26th for people that aren't in the U.S. (laughs) Um, And it goes for about a year. Uh, And one of the key themes for this period is 
the willingness to let go and move away from something in order to be able to fully move forward towards something. We can no longer keep one foot over here and one foot over there. We can no longer try to hold on to this and think it's going to be okay even as we try to move forward versus we have to release and let go in order for us to be fully free and able to move towards what is ahead of us. Um, so, and, and there is an emotional component to that, especially with Neptune and Pisces. Allow for the emotion. You know, it's okay to be upset or sad or to feel that loss, but that's not an excuse to hold on to or to stay in. And this Eight of Cups reminds us there is something better that's waiting for us to move towards, but we have to be willing to let go and move away from in order to get there. And if we do that, especially what we realize that's necessary around and then allow for that process to happen, especially in that February, March, April, uh, even May time frame, by June, we will feel very charged up and raring to go as if, oh, okay, I, I'm, I'm ready, I can move forward, there's nothing that's going to hold me back nor pull me backwards because I have let go of and moved away from everything that would prevent me from being able to fill in the blank for whatever it is that we have been envisioning or wanting to do or been trying to initiate or that kind of thing. So June especially is very key. If we were thinking of changing jobs or changing or going in a new career direction, June would be a great time to do that. Um, it may be that the February, March, April time frame is realizing what I thought this particular career path held for me, I'm realizing it really doesn't for whatever reason. And I can't keep pretending or trying to make it into something it's not. Therefore, I'm going to go a different direction. June would be a great time to kick that off. Um, if there's a, some new project that we were thinking of doing, June would be a great time to kick that off. We'll probably have indications about those things in January because that lover's card came up to tie in with it being your year card as well. Just don't be in so much of a rush to start doing it that we don't wait until the right time for it. And that goes right back to our right timing. Here I would say this is an example of right timing where it says, yes, we may want to do that right away, but if we wait until June, it will be even better. Good. Okay. <laughs> well, that's reassuring. <laughs> so basically, I'm just going to keep my eyes and ears open and try not to get sucked into anything, <laughs> hopefully. Well, right. Especially the beginning of the year, keeping the eyes and ears open is very important and very key. Um, the next couple of months after that is really paying attention to things that don't seem to quite fit right with what it is that you have become aware of in that early uh, in the year time frame and the willingness to say, I'm not going to make excuses for this. I'm not going to try to find a way to justify this. Instead, I'm going to recognize it's given me all it has or it's not really the right thing for me or it's not what it was presented as to me. Therefore, I'm going to let go of it rather than holding on or waiting around to see if that somehow changes. I'm going to get on with moving in the direction I need to go to by severing whatever ties and things I need to with those things that could hold or pull me backwards even as I tried to move into a new direction or a new thing. Okay. Wow. So there you go. 
goodness gracious. <laughs> that was amazing. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. That was just so much to take into. I'm definitely going to listen back in the archives and <laughs> take notes. And <laughs> sounds like well, this will be a good time to start journaling, too, so I can, you know, keep my awareness, you know, open for the... Well, and it also... And, yeah, but it also goes to the like the the tides and kind of that you know there's time for action and a time for rest. You don't have to try to take it all in at once. Maybe you listen to the archives and you listen to it in ten minute chunks, and you write down whatever notes come from that, and then you just sit with that for a while. You know, like maybe you listen through the year card and the year number information, and then you stop, and you just think about that and sort through that and let that kind of settle in, you know, and that kind of thing. And then another day you come back and you start to listen to the first three cards for what is it's going on right now and what do I need to be doing right now. And then you stop and you allow that to process and to settle in and, you know. Then you come back another day and you start to listen to some of the month cards so that you have a sense of what the next steps are or when to be doing or thinking about something and whether you do all of those at once or you do the first couple and then you stop, take that in and say, okay, you know what? I've got December and January. Let me just think about those. Let me get through part of January and then I'll come and I'll start to listen to the February, March ones. So you don't have to try to take it all in at once. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's part of honoring the energy of this year is, you know, we, we allow the tide to come in and then we allow it to go out. We we act on it, but we don't overwhelm ourselves so it becomes a blur versus we just do it enough so that we feel confident in what it is that we have a grasp of. And then we stop and let that process and sink in. Then we'll come to the next thing. Yes, that's a great reminder because I tend to be one that projects out, you know, and then I just get overwhelmed with everything. And it's like, oh, God, it's too much. So that's my lesson is just to take one bite at a time. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah, thank you for that reminder. <laughs> so thanks for calling in. Well, thank you. That was an amazing reading. and Wow. Thank you so much. You're and welcome. I hope you have a Merry Christmas. And so I don't know that I'll talk to you again before then or Happy Holidays. All right. Well, that's all right. Well, and enjoy your your warm winter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully yours will be warmer. So. Well. All right. I know. Actually, we just hope ours will be rainier. We just need rain. Oh so yeah. That will be fine. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, so enjoy. And blessings and thanks so much. All right. Enjoy. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. So if you'd like to get into the queue. For a reading, you can connect in from the show page or you can call 646-716-5510. If you would like to find out more about me, my name is Hi C and the private sessions that I offer, I offer in-person sessions in the San Francisco Bay Area. I also offer sessions via FaceTime, Skype, or phone. So geographically, it really doesn't matter where you are. Um, you can find my website at tarotbyhic.net where you can see the various types of sessions and offerings that I have. Um, tarot sessions and readings that also include some numerology and a little bit of astrology and some other things, as well as um, ritual consultations and magic consultations. You can also find me on Facebook, facebook.com slash tarothighc. And you can email me, highc at tarotbyhighc.net. So 
If you'd like to get into the queue, I encourage you to do that. We will be right back after this break. Firefly Willows Live, soon to be Soulvox Live, monthly call-in show where you have a chance to receive a reading live on the air. And if you would like to get into the queue, you can call 646-716-5510, or you can connect in from the show page. 
we are going to go ahead and move to our next caller. And this is someone who is calling from area code 443. Are you there, caller, in area code 443? I am. Hi. Hello. What's your name and where are you calling from? My name is Brenda. I'm calling from Maryland. Some Brenda. What is it that we mm-hmm. could look at for you today? Um, it's career. Um, I'm having a tough time, <clears throat> and I don't know why. I just keep kind of going through this cycle of um, new job or new situation, and it's I'm, I'm in an impossible situation, and I don't know. Um, I want to change it, and I don't know why. I, you know, I'll, I'll I'll be in something a couple of months, and then it just goes south, or I'm in the wrong field, or I'm in the wrong company or it's just not right. So I, I don't know why I keep doing this. Hey. Well first thing I'm well first thing I'm gonna ask you actually is what's the, the day and month of your birth? Uh September second. September second. So boy lots of Virgos calling in today. Um and and actually that that can be an interesting thing to think about because Virgos tend to be very perfectionist oriented. Mm-hmm. Uh and so you may have a tendency to go into things thinking I can make this work. Yep. I can fix this. And then oh. being an earth sign they can get a little stuck because then they think I've got to see this through to the end. Yep. I can't stop now. I can't leave something undone. <laughs> That can be a challenge because sometimes there, and this is a lesson that is kind of key that just kicked into high gear. So astrologically speaking, um, so we were leading up to it, but it really kind of kicked in as of last Thursday and goes through next fall and it's called Neptune square Saturn. And if you heard me talking to the previous caller, you heard me mentioning this, mm-hmm. I would also encourage you to go listen to the archives to last Sunday's show because I actually talked a lot more in depth about this Neptune square okay. Saturn and, and what it's about. Um, but think of it in general as um, teaching us the lesson of how to be willing to let go and move away from something in order to be able to fully move forward towards something. Mm-hmm. And not keeping one foot in both things, not trying to hold on a little bit to something and think we can move forward. So that goes to what I was just talking about, especially with that Virgo nature, is it's okay and we have to be willing to recognize when it's time to let go and step away from something rather than being stubborn and staying in it for too long to the point that it depletes us and that we may miss other opportunities because we have waited beyond their window of opportunity for us. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, something to think about and a big lesson to really pay attention to and how you maybe do that or don't do that and need to do that um, in the coming year. Okay. Um, so September okay. 2nd would be... Put you So I use that to calculate a year number and a year card, which goes from birthday to birthday. Um, and it just shows the overall lesson, theme, energy, focus for the year. Uh, so what you entered in September is a 10 year. 10 is a number of change and transition. 
It also reflects what I was just talking about with this Neptune square Saturn because it says that think of the the number of 10 with the one and the zero. The zero says it's time for us to tie up loose ends so that we can move into something new, that's the one, fully and completely without any ties to the past or the old still lingering that can end up snagging us or pulling us backwards as we are trying to move forward into the new. So one thing you want to do is you want to make sure that this year you tie up all loose ends and you don't leave anything dangling. It also is, 10 is a number of change and transition. So this is a big year for making some major changes, for allowing for and accepting the natural transitions and cycles of things rather than trying to hold on to something, rather than trying to repeat something versus allowing for a new chapter or something new. It's just like if we have a favorite book and we finish it, we don't want to start a new book because we're, we don't want to give up the, the characters that we were in love with. But that new book holds all new experiences and all new adventures for us if we're willing to fully go there and not just reread the old book over and over again. Mm-hmm. And this is a year yep. where we recognize it's time to write some new chapters. It's time to perhaps leave some characters behind in old chapters and not try to find a way to fit them into the new chapters of your life. It's time to tie up the loose ends of old plot threads so that we don't allow those plots to continue to encroach on the new chapters and the new narratives we're trying to write for ourselves and our lives moving forward. Um, Ten corresponds to what's called the wheel card, sometimes called wheel of change, sometimes called wheel of fortune. Um, So what that tells us is this is a great year for major changes such as changing jobs, for moving, um, for uh, major changes in ourselves, like if we've been wanting to make a major change with our physical self, like a diet or an exercise regimen or something, this is a really great year to implement that. Um, we don't necessarily have to see the end conclusion of the change during this year, but we definitely need to set it in motion during this year. So there's no more putting off starting the process of what needs or what we've been wanting to change. Um, it also means accepting changes when they come rather than trying to to stop them, to resist them, or to, to put them off to a later time. Um, we, it'll, it can be a whirlwind year of activity. We may find that things happen very quickly. Um, things can spin off the rails very easily if we don't stay focused and centered and grounded. So watch how we let our mind spin out of control around something rather than staying focused on, well, what's real? What's possible? What is it I can actually do rather than getting lost in this whirlwind of all sorts of other scenarios and thoughts and things that really have nothing to do with anything other than our fertile imagination. (laughs) Um, And the wheel card, this is a very lucky year. And the wheel corresponds to Jupiter. So it's about expansion and pushing the boundaries. So it it encourages us here to go bigger and to go bolder and to challenge ourselves to push beyond uh, what we would normally operate within 
um, so that we challenge ourselves to step into something that is unfamiliar, foreign, uncomfortable. But it's because that's going to challenge us to grow. Where it, it it means we have faith and confidence in ourselves, so that we trust ourselves enough to be able to be up to the challenge and to figure out what to do. Oh, are you still there? Wow, I'm here. Okay, yep. just want to make sure. Um, <laughs> You know, it also encourages us to take a gamble. So if you think of like the wheel of fortune, like that you would see at a casino, it encourages us to take a a risk, to take a gamble on something. Um, This is a year to do that. If there's something that we've been thinking about changing or thinking about setting in motion or thinking about doing, and we thought, well, I don't know, that's kind of a risk or that's going to be kind of a gamble. And, you know, I'm either waiting for the right time or not sure if I'm really going to be able to do that. This would be the year for that. Perfect. Um, <laughs> uh, so the cards that came up specifically is, you know, when I first saw these cards coming up, the first ones, uh, there was a sense of, wow, you are, it's like, you're a dreamer. You, you are a you are very hopeful in a lot of ways. You give everybody and everything the benefit of the doubt. That like, oh, no, this is going to be okay. No, this is going to work. No, 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 this is going to be, this person's going to, to live up to this. No, they can change. <laughs> um, those are amazing qualities to have. But they can also sometimes cloud our judgment because we allow our heart to get in the way of what we know to be logically the right thing to do. Yeah. <clears throat> So at at this point, it's important for you to look at things more through a lens of the head, the, meaning the analytical, the logical, the objective eye, rather than through the heart. Meaning mm-hmm. don't let emotion get in the way of what we know is the right or the best thing to do. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's immediate because we have the Knight of Cups followed by the Two of Cups followed by the Page of Cups reversed. All of those cups is that heart stuff. Um, But then the short term comes with the Three of Swords. And Three of Swords is a card of heartbreak, of loss, of separation. can also be a card of isolation, like where we feel frozen out or frozen in place Mm -hmm. in some way. Mm -hmm. And... That's followed by the Three of Cups. So that tells us that the key thing here is you are likely surrounding yourself with the with an unhealthy environment, with unhealthy mm-hmm. people to be around, mm-hmm. with toxic situations. And it's time for a change. We can't keep hanging around the same places or the same people thinking maybe if I just give this some time, it'll get better. Maybe at some point they'll realize they need to apologize, so I will wait for them to do that. Maybe they won't do this again, even though they've done it 15 times before. So the need is, this goes back to what I was talking about with that Neptune square Saturn, the need is to let go and to walk away from 
Because this would say the Three of Cups is amazing to see here, kind of in the long-term outlook, because it says there are healthier situations and environments. There are healthier crowds of people for you to be involved with that are awaiting you, but you have to move forward towards them rather than waiting for them to come to you to somehow take you out of what you're in now. Wow, yeah. Because the Three of Swords coming before that says, I have to go through the difficult and painful process of cutting things away. What that will yeah. do, it will, it will then create space for these other things to be able to come in as I move towards them. So it doesn't let us off the hook for some of the more difficult aspects of things we need to do, but it does give us this amazing optimistic outlook for what will be there awaiting us if we do that. Got it. Mm-hmm. So I would, and th- so that the short term with three of swords for me is the next one to three months. Use the next one to three months to do the cutting away, to do the mm-hmm. walking away, to do those things that may be difficult, but necessary in order, and, and some of that, even if it is a card of isolation, it may mean I have to withdraw and just be alone for a little bit. Meaning, yes, I may go through a period where I'm not going to have a lot of people to hang out with. I may feel like I don't really have any friends anymore because all of the ones I had, it just became unhealthy for me and I just had to leave all that behind. It will take a little time to make new friendships and that kind of thing. But we like that it's in the short term because it says it'll probably be a process that is shorter rather than longer. So the sooner you start doing that, the quicker you'll find new things start to appear to replace those things that will be better for you. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. The, you know, so... I would want you to have done, I mean, if we looked at the progression, I would want you to have done that by February because that would be Aquarius. The Three of Cups would say, and then by Pisces, which would be March, uh, um, we would uh, we would start to see those things beginning to appear that are going to be better for you, healthier for you, that are going to make you happier. So it's, it's not a very quick, uh, I'm sorry, it's not a very long amount of time between it's just a matter of when you do it as to when that will happen so i can say it will be march but if you don't do anything about any of these things until next summer it's not going to happen in march (laughs) just know that it's going to happen yeah just know it's going to happen quickly once you start the process and that probably within about three months of you having gone through that process of cutting away and changing things, you will find yourself already feeling very surrounded by very different kind of things that make you feel happier. Okay. So so part of what we're seeing here when you ask the question about why do I keep doing this, basically, mm-hmm. um, is I would say it goes back to that, the Virgo nature, the Earth sign nature of we get stuck or we get stubborn. Either we get stubborn in, no, I'm going to prove that I'm right. So I'm going to stick this out no matter how painful it is just so I can show everyone. Or we get stuck thinking, I have to see this through to the end. I have to wait this out. I can't start something and not finish something. 
And sometimes, especially with all this water coming up, sometimes it's better to be a little more fluid than to be so rigid or to be so stuck. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But That's me. I this, never like to leave anything undone or, you know. Right. And, 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 and that can include where people, because sometimes people will come to read and they say, well, we broke up four months ago. I just need some closure. I just need to understand why. You know, and sometimes we have to accept we may not get the kind of closure we might like. We know mm-hmm. something needs to change. We know something needs to be cut away. We go ahead and do that. We may not get what we would like to hear the other person say. We may not get this clear reason as to why something happened or why somebody did something or whatever. But that doesn't mean that we don't do it. It just means we have to sometimes accept the mysteries of life <laughs> rather yeah. than needing everything to be clear cut uh, so that we know exactly why we did this and these were the reasons and here's the closure and everything. So part of this is, I think, just trying to urge you to understand it's time to do this. Even if we don't quite have the closure we would like, we just know we need this to be done. Got it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and stop hanging out with emotionally immature people, emotional children. <laughs> you know, the Page of Cups reverse oh, here true. says, either either don't hang around people who are younger than you, <laughs> or don't hang around people who don't have emotional maturity and experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, be a little more selective. Mm-hmm. It'd be like somebody who has been divorced and is now getting into a relationship with somebody, but the person they're getting into a relationship with has never been in a relationship before. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. I mean, that we're not saying that that can't work, but there's often far more challenges there than if mm-hmm. somebody who has been through relationship experiences, at least they both have relationship experiences to draw from, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. And that's part of the key here is be around people that are more your emotional equals and at your emotional mm-hmm. maturity level and actively avoid people who are not and actively mm-hmm. step away quickly and soon from people who exhibit immature emotional behaviors or growth. Yes. Yes. Don't think, well, maybe being around them, I'll be an example. Or, well, maybe if I give them a little time, they'll mature or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, nope, we're not doing yep. that anymore. Yep. Oh, yeah. So we any questions? It. I got it. Any- no, this is right on, right on time. Total confirmation. All right. Total confirmation. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you for being willing to call in. Thank you. Um, I'm going to call back. I mean, I'm going to listen to the podcast later. But okay. This is good. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Enjoy the rest of the Bye-bye. day. Bye-bye. You too. Thank you. All right. Okay. So let us move to our next caller. And... This is someone calling from area code 407. Are you there, caller in area code 407? I'm right here, enjoying your show very much. Excellent. What's your name and where are you calling from? 
Lori, and that would be Central Florida. Person from Florida, don't tell me. It's 74 degrees there. <laughs> <laughs> Probably like more like 81. <laughs> I said don't tell me. Why do you do this? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so what is it that we could look at for you today? Um, I, I guess career, because it's been for me since I walked to the States, career and um I've dabbled in different different areas because I just can't get steady employment. So are you clear in yourself as to what career path you would like to be on or what career you would like to be in? Humanitarian, a humanitarian effort, whether it be working with young children, mentoring, or whether it be um helping adults at the last stages of their life having a better quality of life. So at the core, it would be giving back to humanity. Okay. Um, Let's do this. Uh, So have you... Has it been a matter of you having trouble finding the, those kind of jobs for yourself, or have you just been having trouble finding jobs that um, are more long-term, viable, sustainable, that, that last for you? Funny, something long-term, viable, sustainable, that will get me to um, you know my retirement income. I, I still have a good 25 years of work left to go, and I have worked on both sides of the area in child education and most recently in senior care. So I've dabbled on both sides. I enjoy both areas. Probably the senior care a little bit more because it's less stressful. And I put this um, energy out to the universe if that's what my intention is. And I'm just hoping that um, that's where it'll lead me. I've got a prospect coming up and I'm just tired of, uh, you know, new starts, and I just want this to be it. Um, Well, I'm encouraged by the prospect you have coming up because the cards that came up, the first card that came up is the Three of Pentacles, which is often a card of work, and so that's a nice card to see right away. Um, It could say it's coming in the next Earth sign, which is Capricorn, which would be right at the beginning of the year. Capricorn, I mean, technically Capricorn is like December 20th to January 20th, but we could just say January. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Three of Pentacles is also a card that often indicates uh, teamwork, collaboration. So it shows that we're working as part of a group in some way rather than working by ourselves. Um, Is the job that the, the prospect that you have, is that something that would kind of fit that where you're either joining a, an organization or you'd be working with other people? Uh, probably joining joining an organization is the best way of looking at that. All right. So uh, one thing that that would say is that probably it, it, it is better for you to focus not so much on, like, say, being a, a contractor or a freelancer where you would just be working for yourself and get hired individually by people versus working with an organization or as part of a a, a company or a place or something like that. Um, That's followed by the two of wands. And the two of wands says that there are 
possibilities and opportunities that are starting to bubble up on the horizon. Um, so that's also nice. So it says pay attention because there are things that are going to start popping up. Um, it certainly can bode well for this one that already is existing because it would say that there is um, possibility and potential within that as well. Um, and especially because these first three cards I'm talking about are here in the present, like what's going on right now, what's right around us. Um, what's the day and month of your birth? Five and 28. Okay. So, so uh, I use that to calculate a year number and a year card, year meaning birthday to birthday. Um, and the the number that you're in for this year is a five, which says that we're going to be seeing changes in our external world or external situation, or we need to make changes in our external world or external situation. Um, so it, it sounded like, did, did I understand that you had recently moved to Florida? No, no. I've been here five years, but I had okay. a stream of income teaching when I lived overseas, and ever since I've come back, Nothing has been sticking. Um, working for good companies, good corporations, and they lose their funding. Just all nothing's been sticking, and I just want to. Um, okay. You know. So, so a five year means things are changing. So, if we think of a cycle going one through ten, five is right in the middle, and five is kind of a pivot point where it says what came in the first half somehow changes as we move into the second half of the phase or the, the cycle. So if the first part of the phase has been represented by what you just described, places losing funding, nothing sticking, et cetera, this is kind of a pivot or a turning point in the phase. And we're likely, and, and the cards are supporting this as well, that you're likely to start seeing something very different as you move into the second phase of this. And it's even very literal because you just said it's been five years. <laughs> so, um, uh, the uh, so that's nice to see with the five. Um, the card for your year is the Temperance card, which shows us that things are going to start coming together and flowing more smoothly and easily. It is uh, oftentimes the the Temperance card is seen as a card of hope or a return of hope and optimism after a difficult or dark period. Uh, in the order of the cards, temperance follows the death card. So it's like we've come through a death experience, and that's usually something that has been difficult or upsetting or you know that kind of thing. And then the temperance card comes and says, okay, I've moved through that. I'm now looking forward again. So it shows a year where we feel more hopeful and optimistic, where things start to come together. It's a card of integration. Um, so I would I would actually anticipate that this would be a year where you'll start to see some of the different facets of what you have done or experienced or learned over the past five years begin to all come together in some way and you have a job opportunity that seems to be a culmination of all of those things rather than just one facet of it. Um, the... Is there any sort of possibility that there would be a move related to this job opportunity? There could be. Um, anything is possible. I am a freelance writer, and I also need to eat. So in order to have one, I have to have a, a grounding in the other. So I'm assuming that when I get the uh, 
the solidness of a regular job, then I can pursue the artistic side of the freelance writing. But I've I've already struggled for five years trying to do it the other way and it didn't work. Uh, okay. Um, now I was thinking more of a literal move. <laughs> like, is is this job prospect some place where you would have to move in order to work there? Mm, no, I don't. I don't believe so. Okay. So the reversed Queen of Pentacles comes up. Um, and the re- and that's and it's combined with the reverse ten of pentacles, and both of those can often indicate being in new environments or something that is shifting around us. So if nothing else, I may anticipate that this job prospect would be in a different kind of environment than you may be used to from previously. Whether the type of facility is different, whether the way things are done is different than what you may have seen or experienced before, um, whether there is a slightly different focus in some way as to what goes on in that environment um, or how things are structured and that kind of thing. Um, But the the nice thing is that the short-term card is the world card. So the short term means the next one to three months uh, for me. Um, So it can say what's coming next or what's the next step or the next course of action. The first 22 cards of the deck are called the major arcana. They represent major phases, cycles, chapters of our life. The world card is number 21. It's the last card in the major arcana cycle. So it represents completion. It represents the last piece of the puzzle that is needed for the picture to come together or to come to life. So this seems to be, so if you think of moving through the major arcana cycle, you know, it's a process, it takes time. But the world card is like, this is the ultimate culmination. This is the ultimate destination point. This is where everything really kind of comes together. This is why, combined with those other cards, I'm really optimistic about this current job prospect because it seems as if this is going to be what everything was leading to or this is going to be the culmination of what we've been working towards um, and become something that is now it's just just literally think of like a jigsaw puzzle and putting that final piece in it's like all of a sudden it all comes together and we you know have this completed full picture um, and that seems to be what's happening over the next couple of months uh, regarding your career and, and what's been happening in that. So it's very optimistic regarding this job prospect. And it's optimistic in the sense of this is what we've been working towards. So it's also um, it, the moon card follows reversed. And so there's that sense of this is not going to be something, you know, the moon represents things that are ephemeral. And when it reverses, think of the difference between like, you know, being out in the moon and it's kind of mysterious and the shadows can kind of look this way and that way. And then think about being out in broad daylight with the sun full in the sky. Everything is as we see it. It's it's very clearly illuminated. And so the reversed moon card here following the world card says Things are starting to come to completion. Things are starting to reach their culmination point for what you've been working towards or moving towards. And the moon card reverse says there's not any real 
there, there's not an ephemeral quality to it, which means it doesn't last for very long or it just kind of poof, disappears in a wisp, <laughs> which would be like a place losing funding or something like that. So this seems to be the turning point for you. And uh, you're likely to, within the next couple of months, find yourself on very solid ground and feeling as if everything is starting to come together, which also would be what this year is about with the temperance card, where everything starts to come together and we start to feel more hopeful and optimistic again, um, rather than feeling uh, lost in the dark. Um, and whether that means emotionally or just, I don't know where things are going or I don't know where to go from here kind of thing. So I would say chin up because um, this this seems to be that turning point that you've been waiting for. Wonderful. I, I just can't wait. I, I love being able to contribute to my household and uh, more importantly to have a solid footing. Um, yeah, I've been waiting to be able to fi- finally have a sigh of relief. Is the job prospect, did you say it's more oriented towards the the children side of things that you were interested in or the senior side of things that you're interested in? The senior side. The senior okay. side work. Yeah. I mean, that would make sense with the world card, the Ten of Pentacles reversed and the moon card reversed because it's like, working with people and in situations that are at the end of their chapter or the end of their cycle rather than at the beginning. Um, The moon card reversed is kind of like we are, uh, well, for me, (laughs) moving out of the dark and into the light actually is, is what happens with death. You die and you become a light being. So um, that seems to also support that uh, that focus. Wonderful. That that's very promising. Do you see anything insofar as the arts are concerned with uh, the po- poetry and philosophy and the things that I've been dabbling in for again the last five years? Um, not for the moment. What I would say to that is I think that the work side of things is the primary focus right now and that the because this seems to be something that is going to be more long-lasting, which means we can have a, a deeper experience from it just because we're in it longer and more and see more and, and, and that kind of thing, that if you can focus on that for right now and then come back to the writing side of things, what you will be experiencing, seeing, and learning in the work side of things is going to inform where your writing goes. But that can't happen right away. You know, if somebody has just walked in the door, they can't necessarily write the same kind of thing about that experience than if they've been inside of that for a year. Mm-hmm. So so use use this opportunity with the work to immerse yourself in it for a while because from that is going to grow where your writing goes 
and that is also part of that five. There's going to be a shift or a change um, at in the writing as to either what form it takes or what focus it takes or, you know, that kind of thing. We need to do this because there's, like with the Three of Pentacles coming up, you know, and the Ten of Pentacles being there, it's a very earthy um, aspect. So if we think of like in a garden, it can be great to think about the apples that are going to be there, but we have to do some of that groundwork first for the tree to grow and to bear fruit. Mm-hmm. So if the apples are your writing, this the job prospect and this work is going to be part of the cultivation and what is going to feed the fruit that comes from it. So I would I would step back just a little bit from having too much focus and emphasis on the writing side of things. I mean, if you're doing it just for yourself, that's okay. But um, I would be in the work for a while uh-huh. and then come back to the writing and start to see what comes in the writing as a result of having been in the work for a while rather than trying to do it right away. Yeah, that's exactly what I want is the grounding, the footing, the security, the the anchor, so to speak, to be able to take off, branch out from there. Yeah, and I don't want you to just stand on the ground and then jump up. So I think of writing like because it's in our head, so it, it's air, so it kind of goes up into the clouds. So I don't want you just, you know, oh, I'm standing on solid ground. Now let me jump up into the clouds. Now let me come back down and stand on the ground. I want you to stand and then sit on the ground for a while, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is the work side of things. And then when we stand up again and decide to jump into the clouds, it'll be a very different experience and it'll be a very different aspect that's informing the writing that comes from having sat with rather than just stood in. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because I've made some mistakes along the way and probably um, been plagiarized and probably been exploited way too much because I didn't have the safeguards in place. And I think this is probably what that's going to do is teach me to have all the safeguards in place and then take it from there. Yes. But we're we're very optimistic with the cards that came up regarding this job prospect. I would even say, even if it's not this job prospect, I'm just very confident, very optimistic that within the next couple of months, you're going to be in a very, uh, like your job search is going to come to completion. You're going to be in a very um, solid, longer lasting uh, job uh, opportunity. So mm-hmm. if nothing else, you know, regardless of whether it's the prospect that's already there or not, that's going to be there within the next couple of months. So I'm not worried about the work side of things. Oh, good. Good. Because that's been my, my focus, my desire. And, uh, that's that's a good feeling. Good. Well, thank you for calling in. Oh, thank you. Thank you for your patience and thank you for your information and your reading. Sure. And enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Thank you much. All right. Okay. So we're going to take a quick break. Uh, When we come back, we're going to go to someone calling from area code 678. So if you're calling from that area code, please be prepared. 
and if you would like to get into the queue, you can do so by connecting in from the show page, or you can call in to 646-716-5510. My name is Hi C, and we will be right back. Pasaron tantas cosas Antes de querer parar, parar En otras vidas y al final Le encontraste sin buscar Todo por casualidad Hoy aceptas tu pasado Porque Él te enseñó a amar, amar, amar Tu mejor futuro de su mano va Él te escucha sin buscar Hay mil historias que vivir y Sabías lo que era vivir entre las tinieblas. Pudiste ver a tiempo el humo que daba la hoguera. Fue entendida su quimera y él intentaba ser el hombre que todo el mundo quisiera. Él comparte su destino sin dudar Ahora es más fácil respirar Cada vez un poco más Y así van cerrando las heridas Aunque a veces es con Pesa más el porvenir que lo que pudisteis vivir Tanto amor Dios que lo pueda dividir Tú que sabías lo que era Vivir entre las tinieblas Pudiste ver a tiempo el humo Que daba la hoguera Fue entendía su quimera Y él intentaba ser el hombre Que todo el mundo quisiera
You are listening to LIVE On-Air Readings with your Firefly Willows LIVE hosts on Firefly Willows LIVE. Find out more at fireflywillows.com. Enjoy the show. And welcome back. My name is Hi C. I am your host here for this monthly call-in show, which we do every month, normally on the fourth Sundays of each month, but there's also the bonus fifth Sundays every once in a while. I'm also the host of a couple of shows here, Revolution with High C, as well as the Amethyst Oracle Divination with a Queer Twist. You can find uh, previous episodes of those, as well as all of the shows here in the archives on Blog Talk. You can also find them on iTunes. Just do a quick search for either Firefly Willows or any of the show names, and they will come right up for your listening, downloading, or subscribing as a podcast pleasure. You can find out more about me, HiC, at tarotbyhiC.net. Uh, I offer private sessions, private readings um, in person in the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area, as well as by FaceTime, Skype, or phone. I also offer consultations for rituals and magic. Um, you can find out about that on my website, and you can email me, HiC, at tarotbyhiC.net if you have any questions or if you would like to set up a session. So we're going to go to our next caller, and this is someone calling from area code 678. Are you there, caller? Hello. What's your name and where are you calling from? I'm Kathy from Atlanta. Well, welcome, Kathy. What is it that we could look at for you today? Um, Look at my job situation. Um, I'm looking for employment. And having a very difficult time um, actually getting employment. And I get leads, I get interviews, but I'm not getting the offer right now. I just have leads, meaning have no no idea what will happen. So um, if you could kind of see, just look at that and see if you see something coming, an offer soon couple weeks, a month, or what will happen with me. All right. <clears throat> so um, are you only looking for full-time positions, or are you also looking at part-time or contract freelance kind of positions? No, I'm looking for contracts also, whatever okay. comes through the door first. So something, one thing I'm going to say is that it seems as if something new is coming that's going to have more um, stability and long-term viability to it because the Ace of Pentacles is here and the Aces represent something new. And Pentacles is the suit of the earth. So it's a suit that represents things that are very solid uh, you know, Ace of Pentacles is sometimes seen as the card of magic because it's seen as the card of manifesting something into reality that we have been setting an intention towards or doing work around putting energy towards. Um, we could we could look at this and say it's likely to come in the next Earth sign, and the next Earth sign is Capricorn, which, base, I mean, it goes from like December 20th to January 20th, so we can just think of it as January. So this would 
likely indicate that you would end up in something very solid and probably longer lasting as of January. Um, there is a lot here. I, I do think it's probably going to be uh, more of a contract position rather than an actual full-time employee position. But I also think that it will be a, a, a relatively long contract period. So it won't just be like a three-week mo- three contract. It'll be something that is... Um, Ace of Pentacles would tell me it would probably be a year-long contract to start out with. So, it, it, you know, and Ace of Pentacles can also just represent new income. You know, so there, there's a lot with that card coming up here that seems to indicate... Um, you're right on the verge of something that is going to provide the income and is going to be something that is longer lasting. Um, and I would anticipate that you would start it right after, either right after or right after the first of the year. Um, just think in Capricorn. Now, you may hear something about that, you know, or it may um, be finalized before that, but you wouldn't actually start until January. Um, but it, it seems rather um, uh, likely and, and rather well indicated that that's going to be the case. Um, I do think that even looking longer term, you would end up being more of a contract worker. So I would continue to focus on that. Now, that could mean that if this is already, say, a year-long contract, that it would then just become another year contract and that kind of thing, or leads to other contract opportunities and positions. Um, but I would I, I would look at the cards that came up, and I would encourage you to be more focused on um, contract opportunities and that kind of thing rather than just full-time positions. Is there any particular reason that it looks like I'll be a contractor more than a full-time employee? Um, Well, on the one hand, the reason is because the cards that are here, because as we look forward, we have the Four of Pentacles reversed followed by the Magician reversed. And so Four of Pentacles reversed, Four of Pentacles would be a card of like long-term employment, uh, and reversing it says that we would not necessarily be in something that locks us in for a long-term period. Um, that doesn't mean that we can't have, you know, uh, like a year-long contract followed by another year-long contract followed by another year-long contract. It just is a card that would not indicate being in something um, like a full-time position where you're just in that and the magician card reversed also part of the four of pentacles reversed wants to maintain a little bit of flexibility um so that you have a greater uh opportunity and and ability to take advantage of things when they come along rather than to feel more torn you know if somebody if somebody is in a long term like like a full time position they may get a little more complacent and they may be a little more hesitant to take advantage of other opportunities that might come along. Either they're like, well, I haven't really been in this position for very long. I don't want to just, you know, have it look like on my resume, I bounce around from here to there. Whereas if you change contract jobs frequently, nobody looks at that negatively because they understand the nature of being a contract worker. (laughs) Um, it also means that there are likely going to be other opportunities that are going to come up that you would 
uh, be able to take advantage of as a result of being in contract positions, which free you up or give you more flexibility for perhaps even having more than one contract at a time rather than being in a full-time position and not being able to do that just because you're in a full-time position. So I would oh, also okay. so I would also Go anticipate ahead. that some of these contract positions, some of these contract opportunities may not be full-time. So it may not be like a 40-hour-a-week contract. It may be something where it's only a contract for, say, 20 hours a week. But that means it opens you up to being able to take advantage of other opportunities that end up creating 40 or more hours a week as a result of a couple of different contract jobs that you're doing. It also means that it will allow you to be a, to, to have a little more – it will just be more interesting for you because you won't just be doing the same thing at the same place all of the time. And I think you need a little bit of that variety rather than just one thing and one place. Okay. Um, okay, that's the the reason I was asking that question was I um, for the contract side um, I don't have a problem doing it kind of for short term but for long term because there's no insurance and I have no insurance and I have health issues so I have to get insurance so well, that's kind of why I was trying to see if it was why you see me kind of staying a contractor. Um, well, part of this would be because probably it's indicating you'll end up making more money staying a contractor, which may actually allow you to be able to afford getting your own insurance rather than to just be stuck with one place's insurance. Um, okay. Well, we'll just see. Health insurance people don't understand even though we have health and care now it it's still unaffordable it 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 i mean literally i would still pay probably five hundred dollars a month okay <laughs> um because there's no subsidized for people that will be make that makes money so that's where it literally it's such a catch-22 um and that's so i don't know um, well, have you have you um, have you looked into working for a contracting company? Uh, meaning, there there are companies. It, it's 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 like you know, like we have the temp agencies, for example. There's there's companies that also do that for contract workers, and they, you. Yeah, I know what you're saying. They do, but it's it's. It would be better than what I just stated, but still not as good as a. It, it's, it's excuse excuse me, but it's BS insurance at that point. It's better than nothing, but it's BS and a lot's not covered. So it, it's 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 such a rock and hard place. It's literally. It would be better than paying five hundred, but it's not better than a corporate. Um, and you'll still be paying out of pocket a lot. So it's that's why I just go, I just don't know what to do. Um, as far as timing, you don't see anything that I would actually be working in December. 
Um, I, I would say that it's unlikely because I think that whatever you would end up getting at this point is probably going to be something that starts at the beginning of the year. Okay. Uh, hmm. If it waits till January, will I be okay? Because I'm I'm literally tapped out of money, and I'm just I'm literally at the boiling point of I'm just done. So well, I mean, Ace of Pentacles. House, I'm worried about everything. Well, the Ace the the fact that the Ace of Pentacles is here, it it. it 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 says that things will probably be more okay than what you think they would be. You know, so like if we had to miss a rent payment or a mortgage payment, it would still be okay rather than thinking this is going to be the one that makes everything collapse. So Ace of Pentacles kind of says we're going to have what we need Therefore, even if even if something came up where it was only say for a week or for a few days or something, there may be some little thing in there that that's going to come up for December. But in terms of something that's more long lasting, it would be something that's going to start in January. Okay. So there may be some place where you can do a few days of work here or there in December. But like if, if it was like that year-long contract or whatever, that would start in January. Okay. What's the day and month of your birth? Um, August 20th. So... Um, Because I wanted to look beyond even the magician card and the temperance card came up. The temperance card, it, you know, that that's where I would say, A, there may be something seems to be there in December just for you to have what you need um, in some way. I'm just the initial cards that I pulled were for, you know, looking at overall career prospects and that kind of thing. Um, and that's why I come back to the Ace of Pentacles being it seems January is when you're going to find something that's going to be much more long-term in, in that regard. But the Temperance card coming up, it it reminds us to hold out. Uh, uh, for It reminds us to remain hopeful or to remain optimistic. But it also is a card that says things are going to flow. And even though we can't quite see how, that it, it's it's just going to kind of come together. It's like a card of integration where things just kind of come together. Uh, you know, like think of making a recipe and all of a sudden you throw in that one extra ingredient and all of a sudden it just brings the whole thing together. That seems to be what's going on right now. There's just something and it may be something we can't quite even fathom. You know, it's like, I can't imagine putting that spice into this recipe. And then we do and all of a sudden it just ties everything together. It's kind of that idea that there's there's something going on that's just going to allow everything to be okay, even if we can't quite see how or why or what that would be. But it's just going to be okay. And then January comes along and it's like, and now it's even better because I'm on a much stronger 
footing, much more solid ground. I'm in something that's going to be much more longer term and more stable for me to be able to rely on. And it's going to help me to start to create the kind of solid base and foundation that I need. Okay. Do you see why any indication of why my life has been in such turmoil? Well, so the reason I asked the birth date um, is to calculate a year number in a year card. And what you're in right now is a nine year. And nine is actually the number of endings. So it's the, the completion of a chapter, the, the finishing of a phase. So what you've been in, what you've been experiencing, this is kind of the year when that's going to come to an end, which means that we're then going to start a new chapter or we move into a new phase or the next level of something. This is where I would see like the Ace of Pentacles showing us that we're getting ready to move into something that's more stable and long term which will be kind of that turning point for you to move from the phase you've been in into a new phase that's going to feel more uh, reliable, more grounded, uh, more um, secure. Uh, so it's it's really... It, it just indicates to me that what you feel has been going on in your life is that this phase is nearing completion and that a new phase is getting ready to start that's going to allow you to get your feet back on the ground and for you to feel more stable and secure and solid again. Okay. So I look at this and it's like, I know it's, very difficult at this particular moment and probably has been for a while if this is kind of the culmination or conclusion of this particular phase. But you're you're on the verge of seeing it shift and change. And we're not worried about you losing everything in order for that to happen. We're seeing it more as this shift or change is just coming right at the verge of feeling like we're going to lose everything, but we don't actually have to go through that process of losing everything before things start to turn around. Things are getting ready to make that shift, um, and I would say as of Capricorn, as of January. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh-huh. So, you know, pay attention, take advantage of little things in December. If something comes up and somebody says, could you do this three-day contract kind of thing? And pay even more attention to um, positions and opportunities that are far more long-term that start in January. Uh, those are probably going to appear uh, between now and January in terms of you know, applying for them or hearing about them or talking to people and, and that kind of thing, but they won't actually start until January. And a lot of that just has to do with okay. December and the holidays and all that kind of thing. <laughs> I do have two potential contract opportunities that one is about 11 months 
but I'm not even submitted yet. Um, and then another one could go for a long term because they just take, it's actually a contract to hire type position because they take so long to hire. But they were thinking they were going to hire an old, con- old a contractor that was already in the work for them before, so I haven't heard back on that one either. So that's what I meant about I don't really have anything of. I have a lead, but not truly submitted or making progress. So maybe one of those. Well, but the, the Ace of Pentacles would would indicate that one of those is going to actually come through. Okay. Okay. So um, we'll just see what happens. I just and they and they may not get back to you until January because they may be like, okay, you know what, we need to deal with this, but we're not going to deal with it in December because of the holidays and everything, and then in January we'll get somebody into this position, but. The Ace of Pentacles, because Ace of Pentacles would show up saying there's already something real that exists or that is starting to come into formation. So it it seems very likely that it's indicating one of those things is going to be what actually becomes real because they're already there. They just have to, it's kind of like having cement. We just have to wait for it to dry. (laughs) It's just opportunities, you know, that coming into that solid form it's just drying right now and then it will become real and either we'll know about it but not start it until january or they will then contact us and say okay we now want you to do this in january but that that the reason i say that is because the ace of pentacles will say it's it's already something that exists it's like it's already the concrete has already been laid we're just waiting for it to dry and there's nothing we can do about that part of it that's kind of out of our hands because we can't make the concrete dry any faster, which is they it's it's in their hands at the moment. But this would say something already exists that is going to become real for us. So one of those things is likely going to be what becomes real. Okay. Okay. I'll just my 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 instinct is that it's the second one the contract to hire one is probably the more likely one that is what will become the opportunity as of January. Okay. And has the person that was in that position already left? Um... Well, when I spoke to them, it was probably two weeks now, um, they had someone in the position, but they wasn't doing well. Then they were looking. They had the recruiters look, and then they told the recruiters that they were looking to bring somebody back in that I had already worked for them. Um, And that was actually told to me on Monday. Um. Monday before Thanksgiving, so last Monday. Um, so they were waiting to see if they could or could not bring them in. So I'm not sure if that person, as of now, is still there or not, but it's kind of a 
a catch-22 situation for things like that because when they say the person isn't working out, it always puts my antenna up. Do the company have realistic expectations or is it truly the person's um, not producing abilities because a lot of times in corporate America, it's just they they don't they're not fair. I mean, they literally think on day one you're supposed to know everything everybody else knows, and if you don't know by week one, you don't know what you're doing. So it always gives you a red flag when people say stuff like that because it could go either way. But it's I just know how unrealistic corporate America is nowadays. Well, the, the reason I asked that, and the reason why I said that it's more likely that one is because the five of pentacles came up reversed for that one. And when that card comes up reversed, it says there is a window or door of opportunity that opens um, and it allows us to come in out of the cold. Um, So, which is this idea of coming, uh, of changing difficult circumstances or situations and a window or door of opportunity allows us to step through and change our circumstance. Um, So that's why I would anticipate it may end up being that place that turns out to be the one um, that becomes the, the the real thing or or the thing that manifests for you around this. Okay. It would also the five pinnacles reverse would also lead me to think that they may want the person from before to come back, but that that person is not going to be available or has other opportunities or whatever and is not going to come back, um, which then means they would contact you. Right. Um... We'll see what happens. Um, just wish I was going to work in December. That's about it because I just, the quietness and the stillness is too much now. So we'll see what happens. But thank you, and hopefully something comes through. Um, well, I'm I'm optimistic for you, so hopefully you can hold on to that hope, even though I know it's difficult. Um, but, you know, even though we can fall back on cliches, we can say like it's darkest before the dawn or that kind of thing. But I think that's what we're seeing here is just we're at the point of the end of the darkest part of the tunnel. And that Ace of Pentacles is our light at the end of the tunnel. It says January, there's that light at the end of the tunnel. If we just keep putting one step forward, we're going to get there and we're going to come out of this tunnel soon. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, thanks well, for thank taking you. the time. Thanks for taking the time to call in. Okay, thank you. All right. Bye. Enjoy your Sunday. Bye bye. Mhm. And that's going to bring us to the conclusion of this month's second call-in show. Thank you so much for joining me. My name is Hi C. Feel free to find out more about me at Hi C. Well, at tarotbyhighc.net, or you can email me Hi C at tarotbyhighc.net. You can also find out about uh, all of the shows here, either on Blog Talk Radio or you can go to our Facebook page, facebook.com. Just do a search actually for Solvox, S-O-U-L-V-O-X. That's going to be our new name as we move into the new year. We've already changed it on the Facebook page, um, but that has information and you can find out uh, about all of the shows or listen to all of the shows here on Blog Talk or on iTunes. 
So thank you for joining me, and I will look forward to being here with you again on the second Sunday of the month uh, and the second Tuesday of the month for Amethyst Oracle and Revolution. And I encourage you to check out all of the other shows as well. The next one is going to be Two Owls Having a Hoot, (laughs) which will air on Thursday at 4 p.m., and that is hosted by uh, Mildred Lynn McDonald and Madonna. So uh, I hope you will check that out. And we will look forward to seeing you here again next month. Thank you for joining us on today's Firefly Willows LIVE on-air readings broadcast. If you would like to receive a personal reading from one of our hosts, you may contact them by visiting fireflywillows.com slash live slash hosts. 